Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people, welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here, coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is June 26, 2023, and I was born 38 years ago today, somewhere around the 2.30 a.m. in the morning, as my mom would say. But today's our birthday episode. We're going to kick it off. We've got a very cool guest today uh, who's no stranger to the show, who has been a very huge supporter of the show since the beginning. And overall, we're going to talk about successes, failures, and opportunities uh, that have been created over the last three years. A couple announcements before we get started. Did you see our new potato sponsor? RPE and Tasteful Selections are coming to the table with nibbles, microwavable product, and tons of potato information that'll set your category apart from the rest. Next, have you taken the time to connect and listen to our Global Fresh series with Juanita Gallio? Now, I got to tell you, we're going all the way across the globe to interview different people, different subject matter experts, and bring you new relevant content that is the produce industry. Now, our featured guest today is Michael Chavez of Golden Star Citrus. He is a founding member and sponsor of the Produce Industry Podcast and the platforms that you see today. Again, a great friend of mine, a mentor, and a business colleague, someone that wants to see the fresh produce industry thrive and grow together. So everyone, let's get this episode started. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show, man. What's up, Pat? Good to be back, man. Always a pleasure. Hey, listen. Uh Compared to every show that we've done together, right? I mean, heck, we were just at the West Coast Produce Expo together doing some stuff. We were at the Golden Star Citrus booth, which I think everybody that came by, we had a blast, man. I didn't, I always say I don't expect to be that busy at shows, but I definitely think the ambiance of that orange background and all the fresh juice that we had definitely made an impact at the show for sure, man. We had an amazing show. I enjoyed that show more than maybe any show to be honest i think just showcasing our uh, grower partners citrus nurse was fantastic a lot of positive feedback the crowd was great and just the show environment man the energy there was just electric as cheesy as that is it really was like you were there i was there i don't think you and i got to talk a whole lot because we we're constantly talking to people coming by the booth and grabbing juice, talking to us, asking, hey, what are these cameras for? As, uh, you know, we've got the fancy Hollywood lights and cameras and action going. So it was fun, man. We had a lot of lot of attention there, and I, I did enjoy it. It was great to showcase our company and ourselves. I agree. I mean, that's the point of it. You know, I was on a phone call earlier today, and they were asking about trade shows and, you know, where are you going to be next? And she's like, listen... She's like, we knew you were at the West Coast Produce Expo. And I was like, oh, how'd you know? And she goes, what do you mean? She's like, the lights, the camera. She's like, you guys were trying products. And it's so funny. You start to realize like who's watching and who's listening, right? You get a lot of people that came up and said, you know, hey, we're listening to the podcast. And that kind of segues into, you know, what we're going to talk about today. Like, Mike, I, I never would have thought if you go back three years, I remember picking up the phone and I was like, hey, man, this, this guy, Chris Kremitzos, wants me to come to this masterclass session. 
And I remember calling you and you were like, for what? And I was like, well, you know, I have my millennial boom podcast. You were like, okay. And I was like, I, I think he wants me to like do something bigger. And you were like, what? And I was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden I came to you, I was like the produce industry podcast with Patrick Kelly. And you were just like, okay. All right. You you weren't you weren't like overly excited about it because you weren't a podcast listener, but you definitely were like, all right, you got my you're it's intriguing so far. Like, and now it's like June, what was it, June 1st or June 2nd? We hit over a million downloads. And and heck, we had a couple cool, I would say, newspapers that picked up the article too, Mike. I mean, Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, we were represented in Business Weekly in Canada, and heck, even getting into LA Weekly. Like those are things that as I love to say, oh, I did a great job. The industry did a great job. If the industry didn't support what we were doing and if the industry didn't grab onto it, we would have never made it this far without the industry. I totally agree, you know, and some of these accomplishments, it's so, it's almost like we don't even realize, you know, what that means, hitting a million downloads, getting picked up by Bloomberg, Yahoo Finance. It's insane because it's not necessarily produce publications, you know, the produce email publications I get are constant and I love it. I love seeing industry updates. I love reading, I mean, about everything, not just citrus, you know, anything having to do with the supply chain, but some of those news outlets that picked up the million downloads. I mean, it's just a massive achievement. And I say that as trying to be unbiased as possible, but it is a big deal. And I love all the produce media outlets. I'm glad that we're getting outside of the uh, usual suspects, so to speak, of the media coverage. And I think it's big for the industry, not just for the podcast, but for anyone who's out there achieving, working towards a goal. You know, if, if there's any other podcast platforms, media coverage that makes Bloomberg, you know, Yahoo Finance, any of that, you know, we applaud that, man. And I think that's really what the base of this podcast started with was, you know, supporting the industry, advocating for the industry and just talking about this industry because it is crazy, dude. <laughs> like we know that we live it every day. It's one of the craziest industries there is, but I love it, you know, and and to your point, you know, you didn't get that. I didn't get super excited. You know, when you told me, I don't get really excited about a lot of things outside of produce, but I know. this one definitely had to, had to marinate with me for a while. <laughs> so well, I, I anyone remember, that knows me knows that about my personality. Yeah. I trust me, man. I've been around you for a long time and I, I I had to like read through your eye rolling like your eye roll it's funny because if, if you know Mike Mike uses his eyes a lot and it's not to be like oh I'm done with you but you do you use your your emotions are in your top part of your face and I, and I know it so when I see different aspects of your emotions I'm like all right I was like I, I Mike's kind of jumping on this one right and I remember sending you and you were like damn but then it was like all right now we got to dive more into the data right and we did i was i stayed up till midnight that night trying to just get a million on the dot like a screenshot dude fell asleep woke up and it was like one million one thousand and seventeen and then i did i i did i got that the night before i didn't have the excitement i was like really are like really like is it going and then all of a sudden it hit the million and i was just like holy shiitake mushrooms like i was like this just happened and it did it it got me excited to a point like I, i'd say all the time is our industry as much as i love hearing great job patrick again this is an industry effort over 307 episodes that have pertained to growing and understanding and learning and educating and having fun 
in the produce and supply chain industry. And and Mike, I mean, let's I mean, if we have some fun here real quick, like if you pull up the podcast and you go back all, you know, got to scroll all the way to the bottom, you know, like our ages now, Mike, we're filling out forms. We got to do the scroll. <laughs> you got to do the heavy scroll, right? But if you look at it, man, go back to the first 10 episodes in 2020. This was all about relationships and friendships really to start with. I mean, Brent Aaron were, I mean, he had the produce life podcast. I reached out to him was like, Hey, I'm going to start this podcast. What do you think? Because he was one of the, uh, the only four to five that was out there. So if you look at like the first 10 episodes, episode one, Brent Aaron were a brother's produce. Do you know what episode two was? I'm going to guess it's uh, me, your brother. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it, see, it was literally our friends. It was like, our friends. Uh, episode two, Michael Chavez of Golden Star <laughs> Citrus. Episode three, Paul Manfrey. Episode four, Shay Myers. Episode five, myself, Chris Kelly, my brother, Michael Chavez, Devin Riley, right? We had a CEO talk with what's going on with the supply chain. Gary Lowe of Demudo, good friend of mine from China, Trent Bishop, who now is at Sunkist, but a good friend of mine who, you know, worked at Lone Star Citrus and had a lot of good connections with, right? You're going to love this. Number eight, Scott Daniels of Young's Transportation. Maybe those guys that pick up your juice there in the back mm-hmm. there, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And then Jeremy Taylor of DNO, who's now with, I think, Wholesale Produce in, in Minneapolis. And then the biggest one, this is what literally got the momentum going, Mike. Fruitful or fearful? $1.2 billion awarded in produce box deal for farmers to families. That, that was- brings up like a good point too. I mean, I get that was the beginning. It was our friends like this thing spawned with us saying, you know, hey, Chris Kermitos is a buddy of mine. I'm thinking, what is this guy talking about? We're talking about a podcast. This makes no sense. We hit record on a conversation. I don't know. The podcast started. <laughs> That's to me how this thing started was your buddy chris and i met chris in a parking lot in what my tampa at a bahama breeze at a bahama breeze slash holiday inn remember yeah exactly in the parking lot i think after a hike that he was taking and like maybe spent what 15 minutes 20 minutes just talking and the dude was just lit up like this is a massive industry you guys need to push this podcast out patrick you need to do this for the industry i mean everything that he said resonates. And I remember that 15, 20 minute exchange and just walking away from it thinking that sealed the deal in my mind of, okay, this needs to move forward. The industry needs this. Patrick is the perfect usher to bring us into it. Let's go move forward. And then fast forward to, you know, some of the content there. Yeah. It's a lot of our friends, a lot of our pals in the industry, but look at the timeline, you know, that was COVID. That was all the, I'm I'm thinking back, you know, as soon as you talked about episode 10 there, you know, the box programs, I mean, that was a massive revenue stream, you know, for our company, I think for a lot of citrus companies in the industry. And it was such a different time, you know, fast forward, you know, where we are now in 2023, there's definitely some, I don't know what I would call it, envy for that time because it oh, was yeah. insane. The demand was bonkers, you know, as much as we were struggling as a country, we we're struggling as people business-wise, if you could keep labor for, you know, keep everyone safe out of from COVID and keep labor, it was expansive growth, you know, on government contracts that were out there. So it was an interesting time. And just to look back and really reflect, I think with this episode, not just the podcast, but just in general, where we are, you know, a few years later, there was a lot we went through, man. There was a lot, there was a lot of stuff that we're recounting now. Oh yeah. And, and can talk about with some hindsight. 
I agree. I mean, you know, Mary Haslip and I talk about all the time and she's, she's, she says this story so funny because she goes, you know, when I first met Patrick, she goes, he was in every chat room of United Fresh Live, right? Remember? And I cut her off and I was like, hey, I didn't have online etiquette yet, right? <laughs> because I, I wasn't spamming, but I was really intrigued, Mike, that I never went to trade shows. You know this, Mike. I never went to trade shows, even in my old company that I worked with, even working with Robinson when I was there for two years. I only went to the big trade shows because I wasn't the per everybody you probably like, there's no way. I was not the person I am today, seven years ago. 100% Mike can attest to that. Mike has seen a huge change. And if you're anybody that knows me and you've known me for a decade uh, or even seven years, you know how much I've changed over the years. But the love for produce obviously changed as well. But she always tells me, you know, Patrick was so eager to learn from organizations. It wasn't like, hey, listen to my podcast. I was going into these sessions, Mike, and I would say to Golden Star, hey, Golden Star, I'm looking at your digital booth right now. I'd love to know more about what you do. I think Michael Chavez is the director there. And then all of a sudden they would write back and be like, wait a minute, the industry has a podcast. And I'd be like, well, you know, we're, we're 11 episodes in, but yeah, 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 we do, man. And then, and then it went into, like I said, covering the shows. I covered almost every virtual show in 2020 and that had some success. And I think that as we talk about COVID, it's crazy to say that that was a time period of success and failure for, for the globe, right? And you had to be resilient. You had to be proactive. You had to have the ingenuity in your company to move and shift, right? Like we're saying that that box program made people millionaires, man. It, it really did, right? And then to some others, it was in and out within, in today, out tomorrow. And it's just, hey, let's keep business uh, rolling. So, but what do you think? I'd ask you the question. When you look at the success and failures over the last three years, as we're growing together, what which ones stand the most out to you? Not just of the podcast, but like this, the industry and what we've been working on. Like, what have you seen that has been the most successful thing in this produce industry? I don't know. It's a tough I, one. I mean, I think to compliment, you know, your statement about yourself, you've grown a lot. I've seen that growth in you and I am proud of you, man. I, I will say that, you know, here I'm definitely proud of you. Um, you. You're you a great person for the industry. You're just a great person in general, but really reflecting back on that. I mean, to look back and, you know, talk about, I guess I would say successes and failures. I mean, there was definitely success and there was interesting business created, new companies created by some of those so government box programs. We literally watched, you know, handfuls, if not dozens of new companies pop up to, to service that demand. And I think it's real easy to talk about the successes, you know, Citrus in my space was a fun time to during COVID for the reason of the demand was insane. I think people just wanted vitamin C and we literally could not make enough product to get it out the door fast enough. So I, I would call that technically a success, but I mean, I hate to use the word failure, but some of the challenges, you and I know that, like we stepped into the podcast space together. We stepped into the tech world together with Flavor Wave, you know, direct to consumer app. That app definitely had its peaks and valleys, you know, and you and I went through that and we learned a lot. And we saw a lot of companies, we see a lot of tech now in ag, you know, a lot of service-driven direct-to-consumer and a lot of B2B businesses and platforms that are fantastic. And I don't see that as a failure, but I definitely see it as a learning curve of 
we had that nugget in time to go direct to consumer as people were kind of trapped at home. We were all trapped at home for a period of time. We were trying to stay safe. We were trying to get our groceries and our fresh produce. The box prep program complemented that, but also, you know, new businesses like flavor wave delivery, you know, fruit, fruit box, veggie box, combination box, you know, that had its nugget of time and demand. And not just flavor wave. I know we talked about Cheetah Wholesale, you know, fairly recently. We've seen the innovation and the the ability to be fluid. Cheetah was a direct-to-consumer app and and they were servicing a lot of restaurants. Now they're servicing a lot of office spaces. So I mean, it just shows the fluidity and the in the flexibility of of the industry and the supply chain, you know, when it comes to fresh produce. You know, we roll with the punches, man. We 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 have to be tough. We got thick skin for that reason. The demand, we're constantly changing it or it's constantly changing and we're chasing it, trying to be proactive, but we're also reactive, trying to tie the supply to it as well. So, I mean, I think that's some of the success and failures we can kind of look back at and challenges. I hate to use the word failure, but I would say challenges that we've seen and showed our grit. You know, we showed how flexible we can be. We showed how tough we can be and we always bounce back. So, I mean, I think as an industry, that's something that's a very accurate uh, description of of anyone in produce who's really out there putting the efforts in and trying to read the demand schedule and tie the supply to it. As much as we are trying to be proactive and, and forecast and do everything, we we get stuck being reactive a lot of the times as well. So I think there's something to be said about that. And I think that's something to look back at, you know, because a lot of success and failure is based off of that concept right there. I, I definitely attest to that statement. I mean, there's a failure is one thing that it's constant. You know, I laugh about this all the time because I've had, I've failed many times in my career and it's so funny because people want to to judge you on your failures, right? They they always want to judge you. I mean, I, listen, I mean, even if you, we're not going to throw it too much, but even like politics, right? Like when we were going for a new president, they they never talk about all the successes they have, right? The, the president will, the soon to be president will talk about how they've done all the success, but then the media and everybody focuses on all their failure. But what's so funny is, is what you don't understand, right? if you're not a well-educated person in life, not school, everybody, I'm talking about life, that when you talk about a failure though, you're talking about learning because listen, have you ever gone? On my, Mike, I know you have. How many tests did you fail or got D's on in school in your life? You can't say I never got an F or a D. I'm trying, my wife can say that. She she can say that. But I'm not gonna lie. Like, dude, I've gone in and completely have bombed tests. I've completely bombed. Heck, I bombed a company bringing produce in from other countries and and got into lawsuits. And and people will say, well, you're a failure, man you failed. And I said, no, I just learned the hard way. I, I learned how to do things without knowing how to do things. And, you know, Mike, you and I both went to Fresno State. Did they teach us 99% of the stuff that we're doing today? Did they teach you how to do that? No, they teach you how maybe how to look at risk aversion. They look at how you might look at something to be successful. But at the end of the day, not trying and not doing something because of the fear of failure is failing in itself. Trying something and failing and keep going to help yourself to improve, that is success overall. So maybe I didn't write a book that sold a million copies, but I still wrote a book, right, Mike? And I think that that's where we always have to look at is the failures and success are metrics to building yourself, right? And and that's been one of the things that I could definitely, you know, talk with you and and relate to you about because we had so many opportunities and we've tried so many opportunities. And no, not all of them worked. They didn't. <laughs> hey, it happens. But not once did we throw up our arms, pout, 
cry and say, well, this should have been us, that we should have been millionaires. We laugh about it sometimes and say, you know, what did we do differently? Or how can we adjust? And we're never saying we want to be that person, but we always are constantly thinking how to better ourselves, better the industry and do things the right way. We mean the right way, Mike, you say it how many times? If we're going to do it right, do it right the first time. The first time. Yep. 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 No, I agree, man. And I mean, that's a big deal. I think that's a, that's a common, uh, common current. You know, I'd love to hear a veteran produce, produce veteran come in and tell us all about it. A Paul man for you, John Pandle, any, any guys of that caliber who, who've got, I won't say more time under their time on their belt or under their belt, but, uh, just a lot of experience, man. You know, those guys have been here. They've seen it. They've seen shifts in markets, demand, you name it. They've seen it all. And I, that's why I really respect and love, you know, that we have, you know, those veteran produce guys, you know, on the podcast and involved. They're constantly involved, man. I love, I love the engagement rate. So it's fun. It's fun to hear their stories and we got to respect that, man. And to your point, you know, it's just not everything is it's hard to measure failures and success. I fail all the time with ads to customers, you know, doesn't end with school. I would, if we had to grade ourselves, let's be real. Anyone in the sales desk or marketing desk and you quote ads or you quote a season long program, there's definitely times where you hit it right on the mark and it's great. And there's a ton of times where you miss it and you look back at it with hindsight and say, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? I should have I misread that. I zigged when I should have zagged, you know, so that the success and failure rate doesn't end with school with getting an F. You go on and you get into sales and you bid ads and you miss terribly at times. It happens, man. Failure is key to success. Let's take a quick break. And then we're going to come back. We're talking about more of the episodes, some of the things that we're working on for the future and where the podcast is going in 2024. So we'll be right back. Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays Orchard Fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. JGLC, the place to be, a third-generation, family-owned and operated asset-based company. Throughout their 60 years in business, integrity, reliability, and loyalty to their customers has remained their top priority. JGLC guarantees 24-7 communication with your personal logistics coordinator. They offer competitive pricing without sacrificing services. They operate throughout the United States and Canada. JGLC's customers count on them for dependability and dedication carried out on every order, every time. 60 years of service for all your trucking needs. Visit them at jglc.com for your custom quote. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com 
www.ebaymarketingmyspace.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. It's always great to hear from dynamite companies creating dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry. Today, I got Michael Chavez on the line and we're, we're just celebrating. We're celebrating the fact of successes. We're celebrating failures and we're having just an open conversation about our business, the podcast, and where we've been. So, Mike, welcome back. Glad to be back, man. Enjoying this celebration here and definitely a lot to be happy and thankful for. That is for sure. Yeah, man. I can tell you, and we didn't we didn't bring this up on the first episode, but I'm 38 today, man. So t- today is my birthday, and that's another thing to celebrate. I didn't think I, I'm like I'm like like Coolio and Tupac. I never thought I'd make it past 24, man. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I uh it's it's pretty cool to be able to to celebrate a few things and it's cool to be able to celebrate with you and what we've done. And I, I want to talk about more of the episodes that, you know, to the community, you know, as I look through a lot of these episodes, I, I get a lot of, you know, these are my favorites. These aren't my favorites. As we moved into 20, let's, let's go back to 2020, 2020, 2021. I broke up Mike, the ads as in I would go like five to seven minutes, I'd put an ad in, go another five to seven minutes, I'd put an ad in. And I learned over time that that was, oh, wait, that was a failure. Hey, let's talk about that, right? That I started seeing people skipping the ads, right? And then we moved into a section to where we put the ads in the middle of the podcast and made it like just, you know, less than three minutes. We As we keep moving and looking forward, each year was a learning curve and it's funny, Mike, because I, I told this to our sponsors in our group. If you were to look at the numbers in 2020, Mike, I'm I'm being real with everybody. We were getting 20 downloads, right? Like it wasn't yeah. like, oh my God, we started off in a million downloads. No, it has taken this full three years to get the 1,116,088 downloads, right? It's taken all of that to get there. And what's crazy is, Mike, as someone asked me the other day, they said, why do you have all your episodes up all the way back from 2020? They go, that makes people want to go and listen to older stuff and not your newer stuff. And I said, every download counts. Every person counts. And sometimes people want to see where you started and where you've gone. So if I was delete season one or season two and have those seasons, people wouldn't be able to hear in episode one through 10 that I had a crappy mic compared to episode 307 or 308 that, you know, we have a podcast studio and we've been able to grow, you know, for the industry, right? So it's it's crazy to say that each episode or each, the data, the analytics, starting with 23 downloads. Let's, I'm going back and I have, it's funny, Mike, I have my all-time record here, but I'm going to read some of the, the, the daily downloads. 13, 23, 12. Oh, here's a big one. Zero. Like there were days, and I remember telling you this all the time. Oh, let, let, I mean, let's go May 9th of 2020 nine downloads. Like you see, like it was like, it wasn't just, oh my gosh, this thing's bumping overnight. Everybody's listening. I kind of remember those 23 people. They called me and was like, Hey, great, great show today. Right. And then as we moved 
further and further, right? We started getting more. Do you remember the episode that really sprung board us? Ooh, man. There, I, to me, there's a few marquee episodes. So I'll, I'll let you share because I've got a handful that I'm thinking of. Tell me the handful you're thinking of and then I'll and then I'll jump in. Because I uh, listen, I'll give you a hint. One of it was around West Coast Produce Expo. Not this year and previous year. Oh, man. Let's think. Because I'm thinking, I think you said it's episode 10, Fearful or Fruitful, the box program. That was a big one. I think that just stirred a lot. Of course, Joe Exotic, man, having the Tiger King on the podcast, that was that to me sprung board right to the front of my brain to blurt it out. But there's definitely a lot of notables, man. I mean, and not every it didn't have to be a celebrity per se. Like we've had Bo Jackson on this podcast, the West Coast show. Oh man, I'm trying to think now. What, what it was you... Bo Jackson when Bo Jackson spoke. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. It, and I was thinking funny. back further. Well, it is. I mean, it did have Joe Exotic. That got a lot of listeners, but it got a lot of controversy too, because I got a lot of notes. Like people were like, nobody cares about Joe Exotic, right? I just had, you know, not who you are, it's who you know. Like I just had a relationship with someone who brought that to the table. And we did. We talked about Joe Exotic's favorite fruit and vegetable, which was a cucumber and a strawberry, right? And that sprung board. And then we did the West Coast Produce Expo in 2021, where they gave us a booth. That was setting us off because now... We went from those 23, you know, a day, six a day, it started going to 82 and then it started going to 94 and then it started going to 120. So we started getting it toward 2021, started getting a little bit more every single day. Right. And then you're right. We had, we then had Bo Jackson on, which he brings his own set of people that want to listen to him. A couple thousand downloads. Well, then all of a sudden in 2022, right? And that's where it really hit. Mike, all of a sudden we had Stephanie Stuckey on. Boom. It went all of a sudden to, let me read this. April 19th, 2021, 27 plays. April 29th, 22 plays. April 30th, 140. And then all of a sudden, May 1st, come on, land on it, land on it, 140. May 7th, 587. This is per day. And then all of a sudden, we get to June 13th, which is just a week after the West Coast Produce Expo, 2,854 in one day. And then getting up to one day, 7,000 in 2022. And then all of a sudden in 2023, 7,900. And then our top, and I'll be real with everybody, ready? The most downloads in one day the podcast ever received was on April 11, 2023 of 11,680 downloads in one day. And I always say that's because of our community sharing and being active and supporting this show, right? Seriously. So we got to a point, and like I said, now our weekly downloads, right? If you look at it now, last week, our weekly downloads was 34,000 downloads for the week. The week before that, 45,000. Week before that, a little low, 19,000. Week before that, 56,000. So, and it also shows, Mike, people don't listen to this every day and I don't expect them to either. So there are still days that, and I've showed you this, haven't I showed, I brought up my big monthly report and you're like, Hey dude, why is there only 12 downloads? And I was like, well, that was Thanksgiving day. And you're like, that makes sense. Right? Like Mike, seriously, were you like on Thanksgiving day going, Oh, I have to listen to episode 38 of Patrick's podcast. Like, 
No, not at all, man. So it's it's definitely grown and showing that the people we have on and the content we're creating. And I am giving a lot of good shout outs and success to to the podcast because this was created for the industry, Mike. It was. It was really created for the industry as much as it sounds very odd. I mean, the focus of this is connecting, networking, and just advocating for the industry. Like it's been massive. And I think a lot of the friendships we've made some of the commerce we've got into, you know, on the golden star side, on the podcast side, it's been eclectic because it's brought the podcast has been the, the glue kind of to pull people together. And I mean, some of the friendships we've forged and relationships we've forged have been phenomenal, like just supportive, positive vibes, like everything is just clicking. And to me, I see this as such a value for that reason is it just brings people together. It gives you that positive energy. And it's kind of like a gravity once you're in it, it just pulls you right in. So, you know, there's a lot of people that support, you know, obviously a lot of got a lot of sponsors, but also just people in general, you know, big fans, they pop by, Hey, love what you're doing. People we've never met, man. Both of us have had this experience where, Hey, I've seen you. I listened to the podcast. You're so-and-so. I just wanted to come by and shake your hand real quick. You know, that, that's fun. It's fun to see that. And it's fun to meet people that way where it's just just all positive energy and people that enjoy hearing your voice and hearing your content, as well as the network of people who come on podcast. Uh, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I appreciate that. And I'm, I always say I've got a uh, face for radio, so uh, I'm glad to be behind the mic. <laughs> and, and again, ready without all of the support from the industry, it would be me just yelling at the mic, right? I mean, it's just me going, Hey everyone, blah, 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 blah. Here's what's happening. And I mean, listen, it, it's converted into something bigger than ourselves. Mike, one thing that you and I always talk about is creating something bigger than ourselves. Right. And that's where I think we've done this. And there's a lot of other podcasts in the industry. I've reached out to those podcasts and, and try and a lot of them I, I have support from, right? I mean, if you look at our mobile application, Mike, you've seen it, you're on it, Golden Star's on it, but we actually support a lot of other podcasts as well on the podcast app. So you know, we got Shay Myers podcasts on there. We've got the Polygreens podcast on there. We've got the Walk and Talk podcast on there, right? We we distribute enough because we want to literally be a collective fresh produce radio community. And then you've got a lot of other podcasts. They like hate me. They're like, oh my God, you're like the worst person in the world. You don't support our industry, right? Remember that one guy at West Coast that looked at us and said, oh, the guy that only supports the product that he's paid for. And I was like, well, that was true. I'd never eat fresh fruits or vegetable because I only have 16 sponsors and, and gee whiz, they're not all in Publix, Mike, because I shop at Publix every day, right? So hey, it's just like, like everything else, you're going to have your detractors. And I mean, I don't know. I would be really nice and uh, tell him, hey, peace be with you. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, they, they, hey, I, I know, or better yet, hey, what product is yours? Just so I know not to. <laughs> what are you selling back there? You know, also something fun I got to throw out there, man. Last week, uh, and I, I told you this, is, you know, I had a couple conference calls in, in regards to cherries. You know, I did some cherries with Daniel Corsaro. We had some cherries. I talked with, you know, Karen Brooks, uh, Fruits from Chile. Uh, about cherries. And dude, I, I never eat cherries, just so you know. And you know this because I don't like the pit inside of it. Man, I've killed almost like a half a bag of cherries now, just learning more about cherries, how to pop it in your mouth, put the seed to your side. Something I just don't partake in because I have a lot of fake teeth, right? I've told you this over, over the years, but that's the thing, man. Like I went and bought a brand of cherries from, it was California cherries from Primavera Produce. I have no idea who those people are. They were in Publix. 
So I went and grabbed them because if not, if I was looking for a specific cherry guy, I wouldn't have found them. Every retailer has their own strategy on what product that they bring into the store, man. So it's it's amazing. I mean, listen, I, I want to you know give a shout out as well. And that's to you, man. I mean, I can tell you over the last five years, Mike's a mentor to me, everyone. And if you think we're just business colleagues, it's more than that. Friendship, mentor, business. And we and it's crazy because people are just look at us as friends, Mike. If Mike and I were friends, we probably wouldn't have worked together to begin with, right? It, it, it more came from our business mindset and what we were doing to establish and say, hey, let's start working on some projects together, right? And, and that's what it takes. And you have to have that mindset and you got to have that, I would say, endurance in your brain, bro. Not just your body, but your brain has to have the endurance to work on new things, to understand new things, to grow your career in a way that you were like, hey, I'm not just going to sit behind a desk and sell produce every day. And yes, a lot of you do that. But you know, when I look at this industry, I, I think about Mike, I think about our children, I think about where we're growing in the future. And I think about how we can all grow together because whether you're a competitor, right? And Daniel Corsaro talked about that. There is competitors and there's friendly competitors, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're out there fighting to get fresh produce in the hearts and minds of everyone, everyone, even those mean potato guys that are like, nope, no greens for me. We're doing steak and potatoes only, man. We're like, hey, why don't we throw some uh, Brussels sprouts or asparagus in there? And then sooner or later you convert them, Mike. So big shout out to Mike, you know, because you've done such an amazing job on helping me with my life and what I've done uh, over the last five years. And heck, even before that, we worked together at Robinson. We we just had so much fun together. It's like, let's let the show go on. Like encore, right, man? Let's just keep going and and have a good time promoting fresh produce, promoting our industry and having a good time doing it, man. Uh, thank you for that, man. I, I really do appreciate the kind words. And I mean, uh, more than anything else, you know, it's just, it's a learning curve. We got to be there to support each other, you know, personal business, you know, kind of everything rolls together with, uh, with our dynamic, but, you know, supporting others as well. You know, you mentioning Primavera. I used to go up there, I want to say one or two seasons up near Lodi. And I've, I remember going to that facility and it was phenomenal. The offices were extremely nice. And I think the gentleman I spoke with, I believe it's the owner, was Richie Richie Sambato or Rick oh. Sambato. But I mean, we're talking 12, 15 years ago, man. So it's cool. You know, Primavera, just to be clear, did not pay me to plug them for that. <laughs> so <laughs> we do just support people and connections and people we've met, you know, and, and I know it was a long time ago, but if I recall correctly, I, I do remember the facility being absolutely state-of-the-art and a great place. And, you know, that's just kind of what we do is we support each other. Even if we're not talking to each other on the daily, man, I support anyone who who's in produce and who's in ag and farming. You know, it's you and I have talked about this many times. It's a, it's a big gamble. You know, we're we're putting something into play that's not going to be fruitful, so to speak, for harvest for weeks, months, a lot of times years. And we pray that we uh, make the right decision and we put the right variety or item in the ground, and everything goes well, and we see it all the way through to harvest and markets. So it's a fun process and it's a beautiful industry and it takes a lot of people like yourself to advocate for the industry, you know, really get it out there, get it pronounced, making it, you know, to a million downloads, making it onto Bloomberg, Yahoo Finance, and just getting our industry out there in the spotlight. Because as much as we go to the produce section in our, in our local uh, grocery stores, you know, it's, it's a big industry, you know, you walk through and I've heard a lot of people say this, I see all the labels and I think of my friends there's so-and-so, there's this label, that's my friend, you know, so-and-so at the company. And then you go down the line from, 
you know, the veg section to the fruit section. And it's almost like meeting or seeing your friends or thinking about them and remembering them because you see their brands. Yeah. You all of a sudden walk, I walked into a fresh market. Was it a couple months ago with Carl Fiadini and I saw the uh, Yokero brand and I was like, Hey, Oh my God. I was like, there they are. Right. It's like, it got me excited because again, I shop at Publix a lot and I have no, no plugs for Publix. It's just, that's my store. Okay, bro. Like that's my store. Okay. But yeah, it it is. And, And then some of the sponsors we brought on, I mean, we've got the five staple that started off, you know, almost the first year that we did this, which was Ag Tools, Awahi Produce and Buck Naked Onions, Noble Citrus, Flavor Wave, uh, a JGLC, Indianapolis Fruit Company. And then, you know, and then 2021, it's like bringing on Equifruit and Citrus America. I mean, a lot of good companies bring it on. And even 2022, the Continental Fresh, Jack Vandenberg, Freshway Produce. I mean, Grub Market with Wholesale Wear, right? Uh, RPE or and Tasteful Selections, Arctic Apples, right? That was a big one for us. It's so funny. Arctic Apples was was working with us on our box program first. And then all of a sudden, now they're a podcast sponsor. Severin, Dole, it, it, you know, all of these people attest to growing our industry together. And a huge shout out to all of them for, for making a lot of this possible. As, as we've said, we didn't get here alone. You remember that? Yeah, listen, if you listen to country, there's a Kenny Chesney song, man. I didn't get here alone. And I didn't, man. I wouldn't be here without my wife, without Mike, without our supporters. Uh, and, and that's what I love about this industry is that we've come together as a whole represented ourselves in the right way. And now we're literally getting in publications that want to hear more from us. I just had Bloomberg write me today, Mike, and ask me questions about packaging and how El Nino is going to affect the produce and supply chain industry. Why is Bloomberg reaching out to me? Well, we already know why, right? And that's what's so crazy because now that they, they think I'm a voice for the industry, right? Which I am, but look at that. How is El Nino going to affect produce supply and packaging this year? You see what I'm saying? Like that is something that we as an industry should have subject matter experts to answer these questions to Bloomberg. I can't be the only guy asking and answering. I got to reach out to me. If you want to talk to these publications, we can get you there, right? Because as an industry, we need to work together. So Mike, what else do you have to close us out, man? Not much, man. Happy birthday, of course. This is your birthday episode. Let's let's get Give you a big clap. Happy birthday. And I think I speak for everyone in the industry wishing you a happy birthday and the best birthday wishes. Thank you for everything you do for the industry. And honestly, man, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being my friend, being, you know, my business colleague and just being there for me, man. Just, just, you know, a lot of the support we've, we've seen a lot of peaks and valleys together, man. And I, I look forward to to a lot more as the years keep coming. I don't mind pulling a couple cliffhangers with you, brother. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it is what it is sometimes. You know, we fall, but We're here to get back up. So everyone, thank you so much. We appreciate everything that you do in the produce and supply chain industry. We appreciate the sport. Look for more. We have more to come. We've got new sponsors signing up. And guess what? See you in the fields and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.